I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is Tyler Batty. Tyler Batty again. Tyler Batty comes in the game and right off the edge, just a three-man rush. Cougar Tracks podcast on kslsports.com. Mitch Harper, as always, with BYU defensive lineman Tyler Batty. Episode 8 of these weekly interviews, conversations with BYU uh, defensive end Tyler Batty. Tyler, I know, first off, folks, follow Tyler on, on social media, at Tyler underscore Batty2 on Twitter, Tyler underscore Batty on Instagram. We got a lot to get to. I mean, this... This is a this is a big week. I mean, BYU every week when BYU football plays, it's a big deal. Uh, but there's so much to cover, Tyler, and um, you know it's it's one of those. Uh, it feels like a gut check week, does it not? Yeah, absolutely, uh, and it is. <laughs> so, um, honestly, yeah, we're uh, we're we're excited. We're excited to get back out on the field and and uh, get playing again. That loss to Arkansas, uh, I, I don't have to revisit the the numbers, but uh, the one that's significant, fifty two points, and then six forty four total yards. Uh, take us through your your feelings of, of what transpired this past Saturday. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, it was a tough game. Um, just, I mean, honestly, just looking back on it, right, it it, it felt. You know, at the end of the day, like uh, like a bit of a blowout, right? It feel it kind of feels like it was another another blowout, right? Like, yeah. We know we'd had one previously this season against Oregon, um, but especially to take an L like that at home uh, was yeah was tough. Uh, I felt like I felt like most of the game, right? I feel like we stuck in there. Um, it wasn't really until the fourth quarter the game kind of got away from us, and we you know we couldn't. We couldn't stop them. We couldn't stop the run. We couldn't stop them from moving the ball. Um, and they pretty much just ate enough game clock to uh, keep our offense off the field. Was you know, Elias Tuiaki said on Coordinator's Corner uh, earlier this week that just kind of the confidence got shot uh, in that fourth quarter. Is that fair? I mean, was it was it one of those deals or those days where it just felt like nothing you guys could do was working, even though the first two drives – Takeaway almost got a second takeaway. Ammon almost had uh, that pick. There was a forced punt though, but after that, it just really went sideways. Yeah, uh, uh, it's and, and and that's and that's the tricky thing is up until I mean up until that I mean that very last right goal line stand that we made, it was just yeah we just couldn't we just couldn't get off the field we just couldn't get off the field and it's not necessarily that I lost like faith or, or ho- hope you know necessarily that we were. That we had the ability to to win that game, the reality just set in that 
you know, we, we were just out of time. We were just out of time. Um, and that's, and that's, that's the tough thing. I felt, felt like, uh, you know, the past two games, uh, it's just kind of been that, that idea. We just run out of time, right? We just, we honestly, we just ran out of time to get our offense back on the field and, and, and make something happen. And so I think we definitely have to do better with that. We got to, Defense has to get off the field. At the end of the day, our, our, our job is to get off the field. You know, I, I will say, just speaking from my perspective, I, I know you're, you're, you're all about the team and, and you don't have to weigh on this. I, I feel like the Notre Dame game was not on the defense. Personally, I feel like that was more on the offensive side, in, in my opinion. I mean, again, that's, you know, you can hold your reservations on that because I think that, that, that I think that's what was so surprising from my vantage point of what, Happened in that Arkansas game was that you know we, we saw the the aggressive play calling that I think a lot of BYU fans wanted to see that was happening against Notre Dame. I know you guys wanted to get off the field third down, uh, but uh, you know but the Arkansas game it was just a completely different look and and a completely just different vibe and feel and and it just it just really went sideways. I did want to ask you though uh, about because I mean it was it was kind of a well documented play and it was it was a big big turning point. It was that that missed opportunity on Jefferson. How difficult was he? To bring down big, ba- I mean, big quarterback. I mean, six three, two forty five. The dude is big, but uh, just maybe lay out what happened on that that kind of missed opportunity, that sack. Yeah, um. <laughs> lot to unpack there. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> uh, we're just being honest. That, yeah, that's fair. That sucked, man. Uh, just clean rush, beat the tackle clean. Um, Came free and I was like, "All right, yep, this is it. Third down, we're getting off the field." Hit him, got body on body, and then, um, honestly, as 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 I went down and I thought he was coming down with me, uh, just kind of felt a hand slip, and then my other hand slip, and then that was, you know, and then all of a sudden I see people rallying and I'm scrambling to get up, and and then he somehow he somehow gets away from that. That that was really tough, honestly. I think, uh, and again, props, uh, props, <laughs> props to him on that play. He just kind of had a very convicted moment of just like, I'm not going down this play. You know, you know, sometimes that happens because you know, previously in the game, I had no no issue bringing him down. Um, I don't think we yeah. had any type of issue bringing him down. You I had, think. I think, five tackles. I mean, it, it, I know this is probably not the the title you want for a day like that one, but. Tuiaki did call you the the defensive MVP of that game. I mean, I, I know that, I know that's after that day like that. I I know, yeah, but, never mind. I'm not gonna say. but yeah, but I mean, yeah. he still and, has and, moments. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I do appreciate that. Um, I tried to do what we could out there, uh, but honestly, I was I again at that at that point in the game, I had already tackled him a couple times. Honestly, wasn't expecting you know anything. Crazy, you know he is he is a big body, right? But you know, so my was wasn't any issue coming, you know, getting him down before um, that play for whatever reason. I think he just kind of just had one of those moments where he just kind of he did kind of go beast mode, you know, and he shook off a bunch of tacklers and um, and that's and that's tough. And I and I do think it was a it was a, a pivotal moment right in the game. Um, they went on to score that drive, and so that was that was tough. Um, but those. Those are the situations that that you know that's a problem that we can see and that we can fix, right? Um, that's and I, I think that's what's really important, you know, in future games is okay. Hey, 
got to make the tackle. You got to make that sack, right? Um, and and that's going to help us win more games. I'm curious in moments like that, those learning opportunities, or you know, just opportunities to grow. What happens maybe on the following Monday when you're breaking down the film with with your coaches? I mean, what is is it? I mean, I, I know me personally, I struggle with uh, you know listening to my voice on a on a radio hit or like people in the room. <laughs> like if we played this podcast in and we're like in front of people, I would get so uncomfortable. Is that tough to kind of watch the film and just receive feedback, or you kind of invite that? Like you want the the additional coaching and just kind of learn from it. Um, I much rather would have just made the play. Sure, sure. <laughs> I get you there. Um. But have you relived it in your head? Like, are you? Is it yes. like one of those things where you're like sitting through it? I mean, hundred percent. Are, are you just chomping the bit to get to Saturday now? Yeah, uh, most most definitely. Um, honestly, it just stings and it sucks because there wasn't. I didn't really, you know, got another opportunity later in the game. Same thing. Beat the tackle cleanly. Coming free, slip. Right. It's thirty eight, thirty five. That around yeah. twelve minutes ago. Yeah. Right and. There are, we're there on the goal line. Well, what happens? I slip, don't make it. They throw a touchdown right there. And so it's just plays like that you do, and and, and I do. And I um, I go back and I watch them, and I, I try to do my best to figure out, okay, where <laughs> where, where did things go wrong, sure. right? How can I um, – you know, I, I – yeah. People say you'll never you'll never play a perfect game. Well, at some point, I want to be able to. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if that's that's uh, realistic, but um, but you do. You go back and you you analyze that play and okay, well, how do I how do I change that in the future? How okay if I step here? Okay if uh you know do, did I was I coming in too hot? Was I not coming in hot enough? You know uh where were my hands? Where were my you know sure. you you do you 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 go back and you critique every single um aspect of that but the, at the end of the day once you've learned what you've needed to take away you've got to be able to just get rid of it and and move on let me ask you this tyler uh you know i know a lot of fans when after any game win or lose they, they love talking to their peers about the game uh, i'm curious for for players like yourself whether it's a win or a loss do you kind of like uh text threads or whatever it may be with with your teammates and just kind of go over things that night after a game like what what happens like after that night like do you just go home totally. usually it's usually it's a late night so maybe you just go yeah. to bed but do you guys just stay up and go man th- this and this like, if we could have done this like how does how does that play out you know at, at least at least on the d line um and i would say kind of defense in general is most most i would say most dudes watch the film the the night of the game the day of the game, whatever, et cetera, on the way home from a game, we're flying home, um, or, you know, Sunday. And so, uh, they'll watch it Sunday. And then when we're all back at the facilities, honestly, that's what it, you know, Monday in the locker room, it's like, well, you know, how, how'd you play? How'd you feel to play? I felt like you played good. Uh, I felt like I played like crap, you know, et cetera. Um, that's, that's how it normally goes down is it's kind of, it kind of simmers, um, Everyone watches the film and then and then yeah, not as much you know text threads. Uh, yeah. It's really just yeah. Come Monday, you know, in the locker room when you see everyone, everyone's back. It's just well, you know, yeah. it's kind of you kind of do your own little bit of review of the game before you know you go to meetings. Uh, so did you? I mean, you probably try to avoid it after a loss, but uh, 
it's I'll we'll just put it out there. I mean, fans are upset. Uh, they, they're they're out for blood. Some of them, uh, maybe that's fair. <laughs> like uh, they want they want changes. Yeah. And uh, like I guess not necessarily your thoughts on coaches, but just like the uh, the reaction from fans. Like, do you think that's fair that the fans are, they, do you like being at a program that is almost almost having these uh, interactions or, or these these feelings? Because I'll admit, I was there in the south end zone when Tuiaki. So Tuiaki was in the elevator in the stadium, and it was awkward. I, at the media, they hold it open for us now, right when the final horn ends, and Tuiaki's in the elevator. We walk in, and I could just feel like it was awkward. I just I just fell for him, one, because tough day. I mean, it's a tough yeah. day at the, at the office. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm not used to, you know, getting my work so publicly – uh, you know, put out there, uh, and and you know he's he's walking, and and uh, one of my colleagues is near him, just standing. We're we're headed to the post game presser, and um, and uh, you know he, my colleague, hears a fan basically calling out Tuiaki, saying, pointing right at him and saying, "Not good!" Like and yelled at it, yelled at Tuiaki. <laughs> that was what happened, and then the he was next to a, like a young kid. I'm thinking to myself, like I, I get it, like you know, fan be a fan, whatever, but. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to do that around like my kid. Anyway, what I'm getting at is that this, this fan base is very passionate right <laughs> yeah, now. They are, and they're showing, they're letting their voices be heard. Do you hear that at all? Do you? What do you? I mean, do yeah, you? Do you want to like? Yeah, absolutely. Get back out there and like, hey, we're we're gonna get this right. Like, calm down. No, I, I think the fans have every right. <laughs> um, I think the fans have every right. I mean, that's honestly at the end of the day. That's who we play for, right? Uh, you know, we play for our family. You know, there's a, we're, we're very you know grateful for the opportunity we have. But our fans, right? Those those sure. are our, those are our supporters, and and we really do appreciate them, and we really, we really do play for them, and and try to put on a you know a good performance. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would say they have every right to to be frustrated, um, and uh, you know, um, I, I I would almost say you know sometimes. Sometimes it's good, right? You know, we, especially as players, you don't, honestly, I don't pay attention to, you know, what is going on on social yeah. media about football or what, what you know, media says. Because um, you probably I, laugh, laugh at it, honestly. Because you're I, like, <laughs> like f- folks, I mean, no yeah. offense. Like, yeah. yeah. No, honestly. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you do. If I do see something, you know, I'll chuckle. Um, whatever. But, uh <laughs> it's uh yeah you you just try to you try to you know keep your mind clear keep your mind focused on what's at hand and not and not get distracted right there's a lot of noise going on um but you do you know you do hear a little bit you do hear enough uh and honestly to all the fans out there um tough tough week but but be excited but be excited for this this week going into liberty so um be excited well it's let's hit, let's hit on that because yeah. Liberty, it's a new opportunity, and you know what? I, I, I'm kind of in the the thought process of what Kalani and A Rod and, and Tuiaki have said that uh, this is a chance to to bounce back. There's adversity here with this team. Let's see what you guys got, and uh, you got to be chomping at the bit, like I've said, to to get back out there and and put out a product that's that's a lot better. Because I mean, I'll 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 say again that I, I don't think this is an issue of 
personnel. I think that you guys have got the talent. I think you've got the returning experience. I mean, coming into this year, there was more than 200 combined starts on this defense with how many starts and experience with all the injuries that have happened. You guys have played a lot of football, and it's not because you, some of you guys are, are are a little bit older like all these opposing coaches <laughs> like to talk about. It. It's because you guys have actually played in yeah. the games. Uh, so the talent and the experience is there, uh, so there's, there's reason for excitement this week. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think... I think this is so. I think this is a a big thing that uh, that I remembered the other day when we when we were talking about you know our program preseason right before we started the season during the off season when people would ask, I would tell them straight up. I think this is one of the best BYU teams you know we'll we'll ever see, and uh, and I honestly I still stand by that. There's there's a lot of things you know that go on in a season. Um, there's there's a lot of you know, ebb and flow with with momentum and and spirits and just how how a season goes, right? It's not we're not talking about one week. I mean, we're talking about thirteen weeks, right? You know, you got a bye week in there plus twelve games. Um, that's a lot of football. Uh, that's a lot of football. And you're not losing to bad teams either, I right? Mean, you're, you're playing some good teams. <laughs> yeah, Oregon yeah. top ten, Notre Dame. I mean, I. That was a missed opportunity. We'll call it what it is. Yeah, absolutely, Arkansas is a good team, though, yeah. and Notre Dame's yeah. got a great brand. And you got to remember, we're talking about college football. The reason right. college football is so fun is because everyone playing at this level, they're playing Division One. You know, they're playing college football. Yeah. Um, and and uh, it's not. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of you know there's been a lot of upsets this season, and that's and that's what's a lot of fun about uh, college football. But it's also one of the difficulties, right? And. Uh, I think I think one of the biggest things that I've that I've came back to is we are still a phenomenal team. We have we have struggled to figure some stuff out, right? Um, we've struggled to execute. Uh, we've had some we've had some problems, right? And and that you know you know it's almost just like luck of the draw. You know, like there's just some stuff that just has not worked out for us this season. Um, and uh, you know, if it were next season, we had the same group of guys. Who knows? You know what could happen. Um, but we don't. We have. You know, this is this is this is week eight of the podcast. I mean, this is our eighth game we're going into. We have five game regular season games left, right? We gotta we gotta make the most of them. Uh, and so uh, that's that's the biggest thing for me. I think looking forward, there is a ton to be excited about. One because we still have. Like you said, amazing personnel. We have amazing guys. We have amazing talent. Um, there's been some bumps, but again, I think through those bumps, through that adversity, I think we've learned a lot. And I, I think as as we go forward, yeah, there's a lot to be excited about. We got five more games that we get to go out and play and perform and and you know put on display what we can do. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing to be excited for is that, like you said, yeah, we have we have a, we have a good team and um, you know. I'll stand by it. I think this is a very talented group of guys, and I think we're going to be able to do a lot of damage in the next five games. One to one twenty-three. I think this is the best roster I've ever seen uh, for for BYU. So I think that that the, the the talent is clearly there. It's just uh, you know just executing and, and and getting the job done. And you got the Liberty Flames coming up uh, this Saturday at uh, in Lynchburg, Virginia. One thirty kick, and I don't know, I don't know if you've seen the. Uh, the video from uh, Hugh Freeze, uh, the head coach at Liberty, they are laying it on there that the importance of this game, and to their credit, this is fulfilling a vision. Uh, their their university was created in 71, 1971, 
and they wanted to become the evangelical version of BYU, the evangelical version of Notre Dame. So hosting BYU, this is a rocking atmosphere you're going to walk into on Saturday. Are you guys ready to – I know you don't hear it as much probably on defense because <laughs> you'll, you'll be facing their offense, but uh, th- there's, there's going to be a lot of juice to this, to this game for them. Yeah, I, I think everyone's super excited. I think everyone's super excited. It's it's going to be a fun game. It is going to be fun. I did see the video. I did see the video. Um, and 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 I agree. I think you know. I think they're going to be really amped to come out and play. Um, but but I, I think that we can definitely uh, match um, that intensity, that level of excitement. I've talked. Uh, I've talked with some guys uh, this week just about this game. Um, and uh, a lot of dudes are just excited. They're just they're excited to go play. Um, uh, a couple guys even you know kind of kind of compared it to Georgia Southern last year. Um, <clears throat> when we went out to Georgia Southern last year, it was Georgia Southern. You know, cool. It'll be a fun game. Um, we got out there, and you know, Georgia Southern again. They had they uh, they had bought out. Like the eighty or something, something happened. Oh, they had a bunch of boosters that yes. got together and they bought the stadium out practically, yeah. in hopes that BYU fans wouldn't be able to get tickets. Um, and uh, and you know we went out there and we had a ton of fun and it was a great game. And uh, I've had a couple guys, you know, uh, mention that to me this week. I thought that was funny, but I think it's going to be a similar atmosphere, right? It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a a hostile atmosphere, if you will, right? I think uh, they're going to bring everything they have, and I think uh, I think we're going to match up really well. And I think we're just going to go out there and have fun and and play ball and and uh, you know bring home a W. So. Sometimes too, when maybe expectations simmer down, uh, you know maybe just a little bit of weight off the shoulders a little bit. I know that you guys yeah. still have lofty expectations for yourselves, and ten wins is still on the line, but. Sometimes just just go play ball. Exactly, loosen up and just go play and just have fun. And that's and that's when our team plays best. You know, is when we're just out there, you know, playing for each other, having fun. And and uh, I think I think that's exactly what we're going to go do this week. BYU and Liberty one thirty kick. It's going to be a good one. It's it's a heightened game. I mean, Liberty is six and one on the year. They're already bowl eligible. This is not a uh, it's not a bad football team. Like don't don't base this Cougar <laughs> fans on just logo. Uh, this this is a good football team. Offensively, they've had some uh, some issues at the quarterback position, but they do have a familiar name potentially coming back. Charlie Brewer, uh, who you guys faced against uh, last year when he was at Utah. And basically ended his time at Utah with how bad you guys beat him. It caused a a quarterback change. Does that help at all that you have some familiarity of the tendencies of a certain quarterback potentially, or is it just kind of you're you're preparing for all three? Um, yeah, I mean it, it does help. Anytime anytime you've went up against someone or you went up against a team prior, uh, it definitely helps. And so. Um, I think yeah, we're just we're going to be prepared. I think for whatever whatever they throw at us, and just again go out there and, and just play our defense and and stop them and take and, ta- and take care of business. They they are they are a good team. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. Um, and so I think again that brings that brings a lot of excitement. Um, and it has to right. You know, it's a game you got to get up for. It's um, it's not a game you can necessarily write off. Not that we we write off any sure. game, right? Um, but uh. Yeah, definitely, definitely a team that we're we're looking forward to playing. Yeah, I think just think sometimes that you know fans, maybe uh, media entities, they 
look at certain logos on helmets and it just <laughs> right, I mean, it no. happens. I mean, I, I'm not going to this game this week because my employer is like, you know, Liberty game, we'll, we'll save our funds for you to go to Stanford or go to Boise and they they just all matter. And now we look at this game and, and it, the, the magnitude of this one, it, it feels pretty big. No, and, and I think it's a huge game. It totally is. I mean, yeah, you look, you look at, you look at Liberty's record. Okay. They're, they're one lost team to Wake Forest. One right? point. Yeah. yeah. By one point. Wake Nationally Forest. Yeah. Is a, they're ranked number 13 currently. Their only loss was by three points to Clemson. I think yeah. if I'm not mis- you know what I mean? It's not, yeah. I mean, relatively, maybe that's a little bit of a stretch, but you know, you, you look at who they're playing, who they've lost to, um, who that team has lost to. Yeah, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be a really good team and it's going to be fun to play them. And I'm excited to see, you know, BYU, I, I, uh, the offense too for BYU. Uh, Jaron had, I, I thought a really good game last week. They're going to go up, the BYU offense is going to go up against, uh, a Liberty defense that, uh, Production-wise, is one of the best in the nation and uh, in takeaways. So uh, both sides, BYU is going to have a, a challenge in this one and uh, should be a fun one, uh, again, between BYU and Liberty. You guys fly out Thursday, right? Yep. Yeah, so those East Coast games will fly out two days before. And It, it was kind of surprising. Uh, <laughs> this may be just a side note. Uh, Arkansas... They flied out. They flew out. Excuse me, not flight out. Uh, flew out uh, on on Friday, the day before uh, to Provo, which kind of caught me off guard because I just thought maybe uh, be what what BYU does is kind of standard. Is it sometimes maybe too much time, like in a town where you're there Thursday afternoon and then you're waiting all the way to Saturday? Does it sometimes Some, get a little yeah. bit long? Honestly, sometimes sometimes it can. It definitely can. Um, I think this year, compared to years past, I think. Um, not quite as it doesn't feel quite as long. I think we, uh, you know, just get moving more. It's less just sitting around the hotel. Um, but uh, I remember, I remember my first. So my first, my first college game was Navy, right? Yeah. So we flew out to Navy um, two days before. That right? was Saturday. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. So we we flew out two days before, and we're sitting there, and I was like, oh my gosh. You know, I just couldn't wait to play. I just could not wait to play. And that was lockdown mode, I would imagine, too. Yeah, it was, because this is this yeah. is COVID. So this is COVID. So we fly out there and there's you can't do anything. So we sit around the hotel all day. All right. Next day, sit around the hotel all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? We did a little bit of stuff. You know, you'd get up and walk around, roll out, but like you really didn't do much. It was a lot of sitting. Um, and it, especially where it was my first game and I was just so amped up. <laughs> I just, it just felt, it felt so long. It felt like infinity. I was just, I, thought I was just waiting forever for that game to actually happen. Then it finally got here, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, sometimes, sometimes that, that stretch does get a little bit long. And I'm sure you're amped up again for, for this week's game. And as you said, that Cougar fans should be pretty excited about what they see. It's going to feel different. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, you know, look, look. It's it's no it's no secret, right? The the coaches have put it out there. Um, there's going to be some changes. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm going to tell you what. Just kidding. No, I'm not. I'm not going to tell. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you guys anything. Um, Sound but, the breaking news alarm. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and and I and I hope people are excited. Um, uh, again, and we 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 have a phenomenal coaching staff. Um, we we really do, and uh, and I hope. You know, Cougar fans don't doubt that. Um, these guys bust their butts. They're really good coaches. Uh, again, like we talked about earlier, there's a little, you know, couple little hiccups here and there. 
But uh, yeah, be excited for 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 what's going to happen this weekend. It's going to be a fun game. Kickoff one thirty BYU and Liberty. You'll be on ESPNU and uh, KSL News Radio. I'll get the extended pregame started at eleven a.m. So uh, get a little bit of a late late breakfast with me and uh, uh, roll out of bed and uh, get ready for some BYU Liberty action. It's it's, it's always good chatting with you, Tyler. Uh, I know this was a tough week. I appreciate you doing this and and coming in during tough times because. I know it could have been easy to say, you know what, Mitch? We're mailing it in this week after that one. But uh, appreciate you hopping in here to the studio. And uh, always big thanks to Keaton for uh, uh, arranging this and, and being flexible with the schedule. And uh, we will talk to you next week as we recap Liberty and then look ahead to the East Carolina Pirates. The season just keeps flying by. We'll catch you next time here on the Cougar Tracks podcast powered by kslsports.com. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.